I was in Sydney this week spending some time with my family, playing uh, some Monopoly deal with one of my uh, young nieces. She's in year four. And normally uh, I go pretty easy on her. <laughs> I give her a chance to win. You know, even when I'm ready to win, I'll just pretend I'm not. But this time she just beat me, right? And um, so I thought, oh, all right, I'll, I'll try. I'll try a bit harder. I tried harder. She beat me again. I tried my hardest, she beat me again. As you can imagine, or maybe you can't imagine, but I started noticing myself feeling a little bit uneasy, right? (laughs) Deep down, I think I was feeling threatened by my beautiful 10-year-old niece because she was beating me at Monopoly Deal. And the reason I was feeling uneasy is because in my life, winning has been an important value for me. It has been a source from which I have derived some of my identity, some of my security. We all need to find our sense of self from somewhere, right? And of course, there are so many places that we go looking for this. There are so many values that we chase after. Jesus referred to these values often in his teaching And he essentially reduced them all into two categories. The values that are temporary and values that are eternal. I'm going to briefly reflect on these two categories today. And as I do that, I want to encourage you to consider which category you look to the most to derive your sense of self, your identity, your security, your meaning. You don't have to tell anyone, so you can be really honest, right? Now, when it comes to temporary values, there is, of course, a never-ending list of them, is there not? Our physical appearance is a temporary value. Our body image, our health, our talents, our careers, our achievements, the possessions that we accumulate throughout life, the different roles that we play, being a boss, being a spouse, being a, a, a parent, Even our nationality, our our culture, our sexuality can all be temporary values that we derive our sense of self from. And they're not necessarily bad or wrong. In fact, often they're good. Temporary values can bring us some joy, some meaning to our lives. But it's just that the value they bring is temporary. It's fleeting. It's momentary. It doesn't last. Winning a game of Monopoly deal, or any game for that matter, or any sport, will only serve me until the next time someone beats me, right? And we see this all the time in professional sport, don't we? An individual or a team has a win and they're elated. They're on top of the world. This is the best day ever. You hear that at grand finals, huh? This is the best day of my life. <laughs> I wonder what their wife was saying about that one. <laughs> but then the next game or the next race, or if you're playing tennis, even the next set, that same person or that same team can be like totally frustrated, upset, downcast. It doesn't take long for the tide to turn, right? Temporary values can ultimately never 
satisfy us, which means that we always need more of them. And this constant demand not only puts us under all kinds of stress and strain, but it often also causes us to overlook the values that truly matter. In other words, our temporary values often become idols. They become false gods. We look to them for something that we can only and should only find in God. And when we do that, it causes all kinds of havoc in our life. When we prop ourselves up on values that are temporary, it is very hard to be the people we want to be. We may desire to be thoughtful, to be generous, to be kind, to live like Christ. We might desire to, to really seek God's will and put God's will first. But because we're so consumed by trying to make ourselves feel secure, feel acceptable, feel lovable, then our capacity to reach out beyond ourselves is always going to be limited. Even though we don't intend it, this way of living, propping ourselves up on temporary values, usually causes us to become more self-centred, more self-protective, because we're so afraid of losing the things that we put our value in. Can you relate? This fear is kind of tragic, actually, because it also prevents us from pursuing the purpose and the mission that God is putting on our heart. Because almost always that takes some risk. We need to be somewhat secure in ourselves to follow God, who's always going to call us out beyond ourselves. Jesus said that building our life upon temporary values is like building our house on sand. It will never feel stable. And whatever we build will eventually topple over. It's just a matter of time and the right conditions. There was one value that Jesus kept on emphasising and pointing us to. He called it the kingdom of God. This is the value which he said we can build a stable life upon that will enable us to truly come alive. Now, the kingdom of God... uh, It's lots of things, right? But most simply, it is the dimension of life where God reigns, where God's power is fully manifested and experienced. Jesus spoke about this kingdom as as something that is coming. It's, It's a future reality, but it's also something that we should start to taste here and now in our heart. When we learn how to enter into this spiritual kingdom in our heart, it is there that we discover really the truth of who we are, the value that God has put in us. It is there that we find the security and the freedom to be fully ourselves, to to truly open ourselves to to God's will uh, for our lives. This is why Jesus is stressing in this gospel today through this parable, that the kingdom of God is the greatest of treasures. This is the value that truly matters for your life. We could say that the Christian life 
is quite simply a, a gradual process of embracing more and more the values of the kingdom. St. Paul said it like this, set your minds on things above, on values that are eternal, not on earthly things, for you have died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. St. Paul's saying your, your new life can only be found, that the fullness of life can only be found in Christ, in the kingdom of God, which is dwelling within you. We heard it today in our opening prayer too, huh? I'm not sure if you noticed it. It said, Lord, grant, grant that with you as our ruler and guide, we may use the good things that pass, temporary things, in such a way as to hold fast even now to the values that ever endure. That's really the mission. That's the purpose. That's the invitation of our Christian life, is to embrace more and more the values of the kingdom. If, if that's what you're up for, if that's what you're interested in, Jesus gives us two ways of doing that today through this parable. The first thing that we need to do is go searching for this kingdom. It's very clear in this parable that the kingdom of God is something that we find. God gives it to us. But just like the merchant today in this parable who went looking for the, for the pearls, we also need to go looking for the kingdom. It's not just going to land on our lap. Well, it kind of will, but we've got to look for it to land on our lap. We need to go searching for this gift of the kingdom and the way that we do that is by opening ourselves to the gift of God's love. God's love is the only access to the kingdom. There's no other way in. doesn't matter how holy we think we are, how perfect we may be. The only way we can get into this kingdom is by receiving his love. See, the truth is that all of us in some way are enslaved by temporary values. Our desire for them is so deeply ingrained in us and they will always keep luring us. They will always keep distracting us from the values that really matter. Only an experience of God's love can set us free from this power and, and, and open us up to a, a new relationship with God where we're, we're drawn into his spiritual kingdom, this, this kingdom of God. That the more that we taste God's love, the more that we will desire the values that really matter. And so we've got to keep seeking it out again and again and again. Keep seeking, keep opening yourselves to the love of God until you, one, you know, that day when you are fully consumed by God. When you're living fully in his kingdom, which is what we call heaven, yeah? Heaven happens a bit at a time doesn't just happen at the end of our life. If you want God's love, you need to keep asking for it. Hum keep humbling yourselves before God's offer of love. This is a treasure that he will never deny you of. But it's important that when you ask for it, you ask for it consciously. Ask for it with an open mind and an open heart. Keep bringing yourself before God 
as you are in truth. Lord, give me more, more of your love today, more of your love. It doesn't have to be a fancy prayer. <laughs> okay, so the first thing we need to do is go searching for the kingdom. The second thing Jesus invites us to do in this parable is to make room for his kingdom to grow in us. God can only inhabit the space that we make for him. This is the dimension of our spiritual life where we often fall short. You notice in the parable that once they found the treasure, what did they do? Both of them. They went off, they sold everything they had so that they could acquire the treasure because they found what they really wanted. When you find what you really want, when you start to taste this love of God, you realise that all this stuff that I've been putting so much um, value in doesn't matter so much anymore. The great example of this, I mean, there's so many in the church's history, but probably the great example is St. Francis of Assisi, huh? Once he encountered the insane love of God, he gave up everything, everything, so that he could have more of it. He lived radically simply, radical poverty, so that he could open himself. It wasn't out of duty. It wasn't because he had to. He did it joyfully because he wanted to open himself more and more to this gift of the kingdom. What we usually tend to do, though, is play it safe, don't we? We kind of like keep a foot in both camp. Yeah? We put our faith and our trust in Jesus, but at the same time, we put our faith and trust in our roles and our achievements and our possessions and all kinds of other values, don't we? But Jesus is suggesting today that if we want to embrace this kingdom, it requires a radical kind of detachment. There are some things that we need to let go of. We need to put less reliance on in order to make room for what truly matters. It may sound like a risk. It may sound like a sacrifice. But when we begin to taste God's love, when we immerse ourselves in it, it doesn't feel like that much of a risk. Now, when I talk about detachment, you're probably thinking about denying yourself of your desires, right? Detach myself. Oh, I've got to do what's important. Give everything up. I've got to fight against those temporary values I put my. I often rely on. Um, okay, today I'm not going to worry about um, about winning. I'm not going to worry about how I look today. How do you think that'd go? Not so well, right? I don't think that approach works. What I want to suggest is that it is better to focus on pursuing the values of God's kingdom rather than trying to detach ourselves, trying to give up things that we know perhaps aren't eternal values. Yes, we can do that to a degree, but, but perhaps instead focus more on pursuing the values that are eternal. Try and put a priority on developing close, honest relationships, on living with radical generosity, on practising forgiveness, on pursuing justice, pursue eternal values. When we do that from the right heart, we will start to experience the joy of God's kingdom and that kingdom will gradually take over our heart and our desires. This is why we call King Solomon one of the wisest men in history. 
We heard today in the first reading, huh? God shows up to him. How nice would this be? He says, what do you want? (laughs) You can have anything. King Solomon says, help me to know what it is that you value. Help me to know what it is that you want me to do. Because Solomon asked for that, because he prioritised God's values, he got so, so much more. Hello, Father Dan here. If this homily has been helpful, there are a few things I'd love for you to do. Firstly, subscribe to this podcast or share this episode with someone who might find it helpful. And consider also helping us to expand our mission and reach out to more people by donating at stbenedicts.com.au forward slash donate, or you can click on the link in the podcast description. Thanks so much for joining us and have a blessed week.